Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. a mind-blowing woe from you (laughs) all right this is inside the mind of a child genius and this podcast we read and analyze stories we wrote as children delving into the inner working of a child genius's mind i'm theo i'm joseph we're equal partners in this podcast (laughs) we're co-hosts all right so here we go we're on to the first segment of the podcast which all we're doing every time is looking at three cowboys right just checking my dashboard on smashwords.com slash dashboard. Uh, I think we're, it's the same as last week. It's 24 downloads. Quest of the Dragon is 16 downloads. I think it's exactly the same as last week. People on Smashwords really taking the week off on us. Yeah, really. It must have been a holiday. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. it's because we didn't release an episode this past week. Yeah, that's got to be it. Unlike all those previous weeks when we haven't released an episode yet. <laughs> so basically for a while I had given up on ever getting a review or rating of Three Cowboys. And you know, I had all those schemes. We went on YouTube. We went on Twitter. There were schemes. The YouTube one. That's the long game. It's going to pay off. So I thought I would try another scheme today. That's basically how I'm going to explain what we're doing. It's another scheme. Okay. So I figure this will be a two-parter. This episode, I want us to write an ad for people to consider reviewing three cowboys and then next episode we'll run that ad somewhere somehow oh my goodness that part i haven't planned so much for your consideration on for a smash words review is this for an emmy or a grammy or what what are we what are we going for here (laughs) we're just trying to get ratings and reviews so it's just for the public's rating and review consideration we're gonna need a billboard oh yeah maybe i can rent out a billboard for next week (laughs) okay Cool. I wonder how much that actually costs. I'm going to look it up real quick. I guess it depends on the size of the billboard and the location. <laughs> if you want to just take an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper and <laughs> staple it to a tree, that's, you know, that's probably only a few hundred dollars. Well, you can probably do that for free in lots of places. <laughs> oh, I mean, not but, legally, but. I mean, I guess you could just carve it into a tree. People do that for free all the time. We could fi- get a. <laughs> I was about to say, we can find a knife and go find a tree and put like a heart with three cowboys in it. That'd be our first review. <laughs> but we'd be giving it to ourselves. Yeah, that, that's not good. I'm bad at that. I don't know. That's, a, that's an all right idea. Okay. This says, says you can get a junior poster, a small billboard for $300 to $750 hmm. per location per four-week period. Oh, that's pretty good for four that's, weeks. Yeah, I'm, it's not actually as bad as I expected. Probably not going to end up doing that. Just saying. <laughs> good to keep in mind. If we ever make like a Patreon or something, that can be our first uh, Patreon goal is we have to get to $300 so we can make a billboard. <laughs> we could probably put my all of three cowboys on a billboard <laughs> and it would still be readable from the road while you drive by. Yeah, so I found a website called targetpublic.com 11 simple tips 
for creating an effective ad. So I figure we can just go down one by one and just write an ad using these 11 simple tips. Oh, for three cowboys? Yeah, for three cowboys to try to get people to rate and review it. So I, I don't know if these are actually supposed to be done in order, but it seems easiest to do them in order. First, we need to think about what makes us stand out. So we should think about what makes Three Cowboys stand out. It's a Three Cowboys book that's not erotic fiction. Oh, yes. Three Cowboys is a non-erotic Three Cowboys novel. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> non-erotic. Honestly, that should that would be a selling point of any book I wanted to read. <laughs> I just want to see that right off the right off the bat. Any book I get from the library, non-erotic. Okay, thank you. This one's for me. So, number 2, use a powerful headline. Wait, I think that should have been first, right? <laughs> A powerful headline. Powerful headline. So a title? Yeah, I guess that's what they mean. We need like a title for our ad. Oh, so if this were like on a billboard, this would be like the largest letters on the billboard, right? Yeah, yeah. How, what about this? Excellent ad ahead. <laughs> that's powerful. That's a powerful headline. And then we have to make them an offer. Because we're trying to get a review, right? We need to keep that in mind. <laughs> Give us a review. What are we giving them with three cowboys? I mean, they're learning a little bit about the lives of cowboys. Yeah. If I scroll down and see the see it expanded, it says, make them an offer they can't refuse. <laughs> oh, okay. So maybe it should be something like... It should start with, it would be a shame if... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's so good. It would be a shame if you didn't give us a review. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Do we need a because or is that enough? If you start a sentence with, it would be a shame if, you have to say, it would be a shame if, and then the thing that you're threatening them with, <laughs> oh, okay. not, not the thing that you want. <laughs> okay, so then it would be a shame if... This billboard fell on you. <laughs> well, it might not be a billboard necessarily, so... I'll say if this advertisement fell upon you. <laughs> is that wrong it would be a shame if you were to die <laughs> it's pretty ominous so then should we just write give us a review after that because they know they know what will happen if they don't right? <laughs> yeah maybe maybe i'm confused about what defines an offer well right now the offer is either you give us a review or this advertisement is going to fall on yeah you, upon you. well Step four is to talk about the benefits anyway. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so that, yeah, this is good. What's in it for them? Oh, yeah. Should we say that? Uh, you're probably wondering what's in it for you or something like that. Totally not overused <laughs> in advertisements. Uh, okay. So you're probably what's wondering what's in it for, what's you? In it for you. You won't die. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really threatening ad. Yeah. I don't know. I'm worried this could be used as evidence against us in court. So <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I love this article you sent me because under step four, talk about the benefits, what's in it for them, there's a picture of a coffee. The caption says, ah, a desirable benefit. <laughs> That should be our benefit, is a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'll say, there's a hot cup of Joe in it for you. <laughs> oh, that's great. The character in Three Cowboys is also named Joe. That's true. A hot a hot cup of Joe, a hot cup of Jojo, and a hot cup of Tony. <laughs> uh, uh, well, we have to say, there's a non-erotic hot cup of Joe, because that could be misinterpreted. <laughs> true. Don't want anyone getting the wrong idea. And then we have to tell them our news. Webster's Dictionary says that an advertorial <laughs> is an advertisement that imitates editorial format. In other words, it's an ad that looks like a news article. The next line should just be big news. <laughs> is that how every newspaper article starts? 
it's been a while since I've read a newspaper, but wait, oh no, here's how. Okay, I'll say big news, but then I'll say see page six for more. <laughs> right? Isn't that what they normally do? This ad is unstoppable. So what's next? What's next? A call? No, we have to take away their fear. Oh no. We literally okay. started off by instilling <laughs> With fear for their life in the ad. <laughs> well, no, let's just say, look, guys, the advertisement is probably secure. It's not going to fall. <laughs> I'll say it's probably held securely. Maybe I'll say, in quotes, what a relief. So they feel like <laughs> they said it. I don't know. Oh, that's nice. Oh, gosh, we still have five more of these. This is a long ad. This really is like a news article. Seven call to action. What do we need? Review. Oh yeah, three cowboys. Review. <laughs> it's sad uh, that we're this far into cow- the ad. We haven't asked for the <laughs> single thing we wanted them to do. <laughs> oh, we have to make it seem urgent. Maybe we can combine those two. So it's like review three cowboys. You should have already done this before. <laughs> oh yeah, I was about to say do it right now, but that's even better. That that actually gave me a little anxiety <laughs> just to hear you say that. I was like, oh, should have done that. I mean, because I guess that's a thought. Pretty much everyone has a hundred times a day. You should have already done this. You should have already done this, right? You should have done this. It was already on your calendar, but you canceled <laughs> the appointment. I have to write all that in this ad? <laughs> I think some billboards make you pay per letter, so that might be a concern. But Yeah, we can just take out the vowels. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, now we have to use testimonials. I don't know. Well, we don't have any testimonials. That's the whole point. <laughs> If this is helpful at all, this article has a picture of a bear, and the caption says, yes, it was a good salmon. (laughs) We can just have a picture of a bear saying, yes, it was a good book. Oh, and number 10 was use exciting graphics, so we already have that covered. Check. Um, Number 11, complete contact information. You would not believe how many times I've seen advertisements without clear-cut company contact information. What is our... Oh, we just put the put the bit.ly link on there. Yeah, I'll, I'll fill that in later. I'll just write cutly link here. Uh, oh, oh, no virus. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're done. That was number 11. All right. So do you want me to read it back to you? Yes. Excellent ad ahead. Three <laughs> Cowboys is a non-erotic three cowboy fiction. It would be a shame if this advertisement fell upon you. <laughs> Give us a review. This is terrible. Uh, maybe we needed some transitions. <laughs> You're probably wondering what's in it for you. There's a non-erotic hot cup of Joe, Jojo, and Tony in it for you. <laughs> I'm glad you reiterated non-erotic because that does sound very Erotic. sexual yeah. if you did not put non-erotic. <laughs> Big news continued on page six. Look, guys, the advertisement is probably held securely. What a relief. Review three cowboys. You should have done this before. It was on your calendar, but you canceled the appointment. <laughs> Uh, and then there's going to be a graphic with a bear testimonial. Cutly link here. No virus. All right. That's the best ad ever made. <laughs> we have to buy a billboard now. <laughs> it does kind of sound like a computer wrote it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the lack of transitions doesn't help that. But to be fair, the lack of transitions will prepare them quite well for reading Three Cowboys. <laughs> If you like this ad, you're going to like Three Cowboys. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just I just scrolled down a little bit on this article, and the first comment just starts out with, this is a lot of stuff to put on an advertisement. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, you don't say. I wish we had read that comment before we started. <laughs> the author of the article responded and said, absolutely, Dolores. Keep in mind, 
Not all of them need to be implemented at once. <laughs> what have we done? Oh, no. Well, we implemented them consecutively, right? It wasn't at once. <laughs> That's true. We didn't put all of the text superimposed <laughs> on top of each other sentence. <laughs> We should. Maybe then we wouldn't be charged by character count. Yeah. If we need space on the billboard. Just we... put the words on top of each other. Okay, so I guess that's it. I'll try to come up with a way we can advertise for next week. Or you can also come up with some stuff if you want to. We're, so we're not going with the knife in a tree <laughs> method? I mean, we could. I just, I don't know. I'd have to find a knife, you know? <laughs> I'd have to find a tree. <laughs> I've got the knife. You've got the tree. <laughs> We'd have to work something out. Okay, so now we should move on to section two of our podcast, our second segment, also known as the what we claim is the main point of the podcast. Quest of the Dragon. Yeah, so that's Quest of the Dragon. We're on chapter two, The Runaway, and we're on our second section of chapter two. I think chapter two is going to take four episodes. Okay. All right, so what happened last week in Quest of the Dragon? Oh, there's a whole scene with the gods of Sunstar who never appear again. And you were complaining a lot about how there was no context for anything they were saying. <laughs> oh, then there's the scene where, yeah, Elias wakes up and says, uh, I never thought a griffin would drink milk. Mm. So that's basically it, right? Yeah. Hornsay, Isla, and Longfei. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just want to say their names one more time. <laughs> I know they're not coming up again, but they have great names. Horn <laughs> Hornsay is the one with horns. Isla is the one with an eye. And Longfei is long. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Slash dragon. So now we're going to start off with Elias. I love this paragraph because it's like classic fish out of water stuff. Like it's classic just worlds colliding and people not really understanding each other. That sort of thing. Oh, that's good. Breakfast was abnormal for Elias. He had never seen so many servants in his life. The first dish was brought in by a leprechaun. The dish looked like a weird rainbow jelly, which was somehow hardened into tiny balls. So sounds a little stale, right? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound ideal. I also just think it's funny that breakfast was abnormal, but the very first thing you mention is not the leprechaun. It's just the number of servants. It's so abnormal. There's so many servants. Anyway, the first one was a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> the others were just people. I also love the wording. The dish looked like a weird rainbow jelly. I know it sounds like I'm trying to do like a simile or something or an analogy there, but it's just a weird rainbow jelly. I have no context <laughs> for what that means. That's a good point. Usually when you do a simile like that, you want to com- you want to have some reference point that people can anchor on to. <laughs> and for- you definitely know the person has no creativity when they're using the word weird in their simile. Like You do use weird a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Joseph laughed like a weird dog. Like as soon as you say weird, it's like, okay, I don't know what to think because <laughs> if the dog is weird, I don't know how the dog is laughing. <laughs> That's you know so true. <laughs> I was just like, it's funny that they're, it's hardened into tiny balls. So, like, is it basically the only thing that you can anchor any context to is the fact that it's jelly? So it's not hard. It is decidedly not hard. But it's been hardened. It, yeah, it was somehow hardened. Is like, How did they prepare this so weird I, I rainbow I really have jelly. no reference <laughs> yeah. point for this. I guess I'm just imagining rainbow colored marbles. Yeah. Maybe that would have been a better sentence. The dish looked like rainbow marbles. Elias took a few of these and waited for the next servant. The leprechaun came again 
this time bringing a weird blue drink. <laughs> Another weird, huh? And I love how he's waiting for the next servant, but then it's just the leprechaun again. <laughs> yeah. Elias tried it and found that he liked it very much. The drink was tangy and sweet with a touch of tartness. Elias was living like a king. Isn't that great? <laughs> That's how kings live. Hard jelly and weird blue drinks. What more could you ask for? And I love that. It, I mean, the first sentence there. Elias tried it and found that he liked it very much. Is in such stark contrast to Elias was living like a king. <laughs> like even using yeah. the apostrophe instead of the G. It goes from very formal to very <laughs> informal yeah. in like one sentence. Yeah, like formal to like some like ragged old man or something. <laughs> Boy, you're living like a king. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the servant came out again, this time not bringing food, but bringing jars with tiny yellow worms that jumped around in them. The master <laughs> took one out and put it inside of a lamp. The lamp jumped to life and shot off a beam of light, which made Elias jump a foot in the air. <laughs> Seems excessive. <laughs> yeah, did really. call it a lamp. So what did you expect <laughs> it to do? <laughs> yeah, so it made Elias jump a foot in the air. And then electronic, the master explained to Elias. Uh, explained is the total wrong verb there. Like you can't have <laughs> a single word with an exclamation point be an explanation. Or, you know what I mean? Not a very detailed explanation. <laughs> yeah, it should have been like he shouted to Elias, not explained. Yeah. Elias smiled and said slowly, we have electricity in Outworld too. I like how he said it slowly too. It's just a, a weirdly unnecessary detail. It's like the hand, <laughs> the lowering the hand slowly. Yeah, it sort of seemed like I thought slowly could just be a catch-all like <laughs> if i don't have an adverb ready just throw in slowly yeah you're right I, sh I should read it slowly we have electricity in out world too <laughs> it is funny that he says it slowly but still manages to say the wrong word he still messes up <laughs> yeah it should have said our world i don't know why i think every typo is so funny like you, i feel like i should have gotten over that by now <laughs> all right that's yeah i don't know i still like it all right so he says, we have electricity in our world, too. Very slowly. The master's eyes grew huge. You make electric torches? No, they're called light bulbs. The master's eyes grew wider. <laughs> A bulb that creates light? In our world, bulbs are only plants that eat people. <laughs> it's just like classic, like two people misunderstanding each other when they're from different cultures. Yeah. It's so good. It's like Rush Hour. That you know, you know that movie with, uh, with Jackie Chan Jackie and Chris Chan? Tucker. Yeah, do they misunderstand each other? I've never seen it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. Oh. <laughs> Actually, that's a lot of Jackie Chan movies. Now that I think about it, sounds like a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a lot of what did you say? Wait, I didn't catch that. <laughs> so they literally just don't. They can't hear each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So in in our world, bulbs are only plants that eat people. How do you, oh, and this is still the, the master talking. How do you create light out of them? And then Elias says, in our world, bulbs aren't plants. But I have to ask you something. If you don't use electricity to create light, then how do you use it to make the room brighter? The master put the lamp down and showed Elias the form of a plant inside of it. We use electricity worms to, for sacrifice to light weeds. 
it digests the worm, and as a gift, it gives us light. I'm so confused. <laughs> what do you mean? I, I have too many questions up to this point. Like, first of all, Elias <laughs> says, I have to ask you something. If you don't use electricity to create light, uh-huh. but wait, as soon as he put the worm in the lamp, uh-huh. the master said, electronic. <laughs> He is using electricity to create light. Yeah. And also, I feel like you have to be willfully ignoring the fact that plants do have bulbs in our world. (laughs) He's not technically wrong in saying in our world, bulbs aren't plants. But I mean, plants do have bulbs. Give the old man some credit. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can clear up their conversation that much. Do you have a question about the light weeds? No, I mean, it makes perfect sense. It digests the worms. (laughs) And as a gift... It gives us light. Yeah. So it's not just a byproduct of eating the worm. It is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that is funny. It's like, oh, you got me just what I wanted. <laughs> ah, yeah. I guess there are plot holes in this book after all. <laughs> Don't take it too personally. So then the next bit is just a great joke. Like, it's this awesome, just simple, pure joke. Are you excited? Yes. It's like Elias is already feeling out of place. Then he sees this happen. The servant came again, this time a troll, and gave them a small bird. The bird was brown and looked like chicken. Finally, something Elias knew. Wrong knew. The master didn't like it. Brown? It's supposed to be blue! He threw down a staff and the troll vanished. Isn't that so good? It's like finally Elias has some foothold in this world and then it's like... You thought it was supposed to be a brown bird? No, it's supposed to be blue. You still don't know what you're doing here. Right? <laughs> oh, Isn't wow. That great? Yeah, I, I did not make that connection. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a joke. I think that's pretty good humor, right? No, I mean, it makes sense now that you explain it. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, prove it. Laugh. <laughs> I am. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. I just have a couple things to break down. Uh-huh. The servant came again, <laughs> this time a troll. So the servant didn't yeah. come again. This is a different person. I, I, I agree. Okay. I agree. And, <laughs> all right. All right. I'm not done. <laughs> Gave them a small bird. The bird was brown and looked like chicken. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like a chicken. It looked like chicken, which to me is like when someone says something tastes like chicken. Yeah. When, if you say looks looked like chicken. I'm thinking the meat chicken. Oh, yeah, that is confusing. I thought it was like gave them a small cooked bird is like what it... Oh, I assumed it was alive. Oh. But maybe it was. Well, now that you know it's not alive, does the joke make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm proud of that joke. <laughs> no, it's really good. But how often, if you were to serve chicken, mm-hmm. would you say, I'm bringing in the small bird... <laughs> Can I have more small bird? <laughs> yeah, so, and also note that the troll vanished because the master was mad at him. Yeah. I guess he murdered him or banished him <laughs> to the abyss or something. Um, he will be banned here. <laughs> the troll is now banned from here. <laughs> he threw down a staff and the troll vanished. Elias wasn't positive he liked this man. He wasn't sure he liked this new world either. He knew there was going to be trouble. Mm, ominous. Yeah, good into a paragraph, right? We did. We did a whole paragraph. Look at us. <laughs> I think we can get through more. I'm down. Let's do but it. But first I want to say just about that last paragraph. That was a great merchandising scene, right? 
Like, think about it. Not only do we introduce new creatures in this world, we also have accessories. Like, you have a dining table, you have food, you have a staff that can be thrown down. So, you're, you're thinking about more of merchandising this from, like, a toy yeah, standpoint? Yeah. 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 This is for kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, you want a, you want a wizard that can throw his staff and then a troll that, like... You can like make disappear. Yeah, there's like a trap door or yeah. something. You, you press a button, the staff goes down, and the trap door opens. And, and a, a brown, a brown chicken, <laughs> a lamp with yellow worms that you put in, and it turns on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. They would make the worms actually get destroyed when you put them in the lightweed toy, so that you have to keep buying more. Like it's one of those toys <laughs> yeah. where you have to keep buying more things to put in it. And and when you put the worms in, it says. Thank you for feeding us. <laughs> Here's some light. Here's your gift. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Wow, I was thinking maybe... <laughs> we're geniuses. What? We're going to make millions. <laughs> I was thinking with the uh, small bird that's brown, maybe it's one of those toys that changes colors when you put it in hot water, so it will turn blue if you put mm. it in hot water. Well, that would change everything. That would just mean that the troll hadn't put it in hot water yet, <laughs> and he should have never yeah. been banned. But I mean, I, I think that you've got a pretty good, at least since the beginning of chapter two, you've definitely introduced a lot more merchandisable characters. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. Elias and Devin and Maggie <laughs> and the teacher and Hank were pretty weak <laughs> toys. <laughs> All right, should we move on? Let's do it. All right, so no more of Elias in this episode. Uh, now we're back at school. Devin put his lunch down on a table. The boy he met yesterday, David, sat down with him. There was nothing much to talk about because they were not truly friends. <laughs> it's harsh. <laughs> You're not truly my friend, but I will spend $300 on some glasses for you. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> I will spend a large amount of IOU on, <laughs> on some sunglasses. $300 for a kid that age? That's insane. I will go into significant debt <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'll put these glasses on layaway for you. Finally, Devin spoke. Would you believe me if I told you there was something behind old Stanky? David shrugged. Well, I lost my lizard in it. There may be something behind it. Didn't I point out that lizard? Yeah. This was earlier in the story, I think. Yeah, yeah. Before it just said, like, some kid's lizard went inside it and never came out, the poor lizard. And that's guy. going to be the dragon. Or that's what I said was going to be. That's what you Going to be the dragon. But now I know that Long Fei is the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But isn't that interesting that it seemed like kind of an offhand thing, but then you find out who the owner of that lizard actually was? Yeah, the very significant David. Who <laughs> <laughs> broke his glasses? Yeah, David of broken glasses fame. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's going places. <laughs> well, actually, now I think he is because mm -hmm. it is his lizard. Yeah. And now Devin's telling him about all his thank you. So let's see where this goes. You're going to find out by the end of this episode <laughs> that you were wrong about the lizard being the dragon. Uh, but it plays an important part. Yes, yeah, so it says David shrugged. Well, I lost my lizard in it. There may be something behind it. Devin excused himself and walked out into the hallway with David following him. <laughs> Excuse me, David. I must be on my way now. And then David just follows him. <laughs> yeah. And then when they got to old Stinky, Devin put his hand through the locker. Come on, David. When they both went through, they found that they had come out in different places. They individually came out in different places. They both went into the locker, and then when they got in the fantasy world, they didn't see the other one around. So I guess they realized they came out in different places. Gotcha. It's not the only conclusion that can be drawn from that. Like, they could have just thought, oh, Devin died, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
or that they <laughs> didn't go through that the other person didn't actually go through. Um, okay. So then the next thing that happens, it's written pretty poorly and it happens very quickly, but this is what convinced me that maybe this is actually a good story. I'm all ears. Ah! A giant lizard was bearing down on David. Just when the lizard was about to bite him, David was sucked inside his body. The lizard st- <laughs> naturally. <laughs> the lizard stood up to see that he had sucked up a human and was now a lizard man. <laughs> what? This is what convinced you it was good. <laughs> no, listen. Okay, I'm gonna finish it and then we'll talk. The lizard man lifted its head to see the giant castle of Elidor Darkfang. He swiftly ran away because night was coming. Yeah. So clearly the lizard man is scared of the master and he's also scared of the dark. Something bad must happen in the dark. I don't know what that is. What, but um Was I supposed to put together that the giant castle is the same giant castle that Elias is in? Because I was just assuming that that was the castle of Elidor. Um it, but Elidor was a different person than the right. master. Because um, he's supposed to be a vampire. And the guy in Elias' oh, castle wait. doesn't seem very vam- vampiric. Oh my god, you're right. I'm totally wrong. Oh. <laughs> I'm humiliated. Yeah, you're right. Elidor Darkfang is the vampire. I mean, I guess the, the a vampire could wear wizard robes yeah. be undercover. I'm sorry. I totally got mixed up about the names. Thank you for correcting me. I'm so glad that none of our listeners had to correct us on childgeniuspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, I would really hate to get a lot of messages and emails at childgeniuspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> I think I've messed up saying it both times. So, so th- this this. <laughs> plan of, of saying the whole email name each time we bring it up <laughs> might actually be detrimental to our goals here. Um, so, okay, you're not convinced that this is a good story now? Okay, that is probably the worst <laughs> origin story I think I've ever heard for what appears to be a supervillain, I would assume. It's like Spider-Man, except the spider's giant and it just mysteriously sucks Peter Parker into his body. <laughs> I'm assuming this is a, a stupid giant lizard. Like, this is a non-human-brained giant lizard. I think that so. That just has every intention of eating this kid. Yeah. And for some reason, it's not the lizard sucking the kid into its mouth and, and swallowing it. It is just, it is just being... Yeah, it surprises both of them. <laughs> Here's my take on it. You know, this was probably David's lizard, right? Yeah. They they had this bond, this special oh. bond, and maybe in the fantasy world you end up forming these hybrids if you had some bond with an animal or something. That could have been explained a little more <laughs> if that was the case. But no, I, I, I like it. That works for me. I mean, I know you already said this, but it's such a short paragraph. So yeah. much happens in such a short period of time. The lizard stood up to see that he'd sucked up a human and was now a lizard man. You know how that goes. I, yeah, I love that. He stood up to see, like... Like, I feel weird. And you, like, stand up and look down. Oh, my God. Well, I guess I'm a <laughs> lizard man now. I guess I have actual thoughts. <laughs> yeah, presumably the lizard was, didn't didn't have really conscious thought. But David did. But then when they formed into the lizard man, it's not David anymore. That's actually a really good point. That's <laughs> that That sentence could have so easily been... 
David looked down to see that he <laughs> now had the arms of a lizard. No, it's the lizard <laughs> yeah. sees that he now has, like, uh, I guess, like, the brain and legs and arms of a human. Or I don't really know what this lizard man looks like. But I'm assuming it's a lizard <laughs> that just walks upright. But do you think it has scales on those <laughs> arms and legs? Or are you thinking, like, Trogdor? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's got just a giant Trogdor arm. I don't know. I just think, I think that's actually pretty cool. Because you can imagine later scenes where it's like... David, I know you're in there. I know you're in there. Take control. Take control of the lizard man's mind. And then he finally does and he saves the day or something. Oh, I was going to say, and then he burninates the cottage. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. David is Trogdor. I want any fan art to be sent to childgeniuspodcast at gmail.com of what you think lizard man looks like. And don't do Trogdor. I don't want Joseph to win this argument. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not, I, I, I really am curious. I want to see different people's takes <laughs> on what lizard man could look like. If it's Trogdor, it's Trogdor. I mean... <laughs> it's Trogdor. Yeah, I mean, if it happens to be Trogdor, you know, it would be a shame if you didn't draw Trogdor. <laughs> if he happened to have a giant beefy arm. <laughs> I, I also like how you're referring to him as Lizard Man. You're not saying a Lizard Man. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. It is a Lizard Man and the Lizard Man. That almost <laughs> makes it sound like you're supposed to know what a Lizard Man looks like. <laughs> yeah, Lizard Man sounds more like a superhero, supervillain. Yeah, you're saying like Man Bat versus Batman. <laughs> Do you remember that? How Batman had the Man Bat character? No. One of his enemies was Man Bat, who was a guy who drank a potion. It was like Jekyll and Hyde. Like he drank a potion and would turn into a a human bat hybrid. Wow. I always thought about like, okay, so you have Batman and Man Bat. And Batman is the one who just, you know, has the sort of outfit that has bat stuff on it. And then Man Bat is actually a bat slash human. Yeah. So then you have a caveman. <laughs> and you have a man cave. <laughs> yeah, a man cave. <laughs> um, I, well, I guess there already is such a thing as a man. I was picturing a, a half man, half cave being. <laughs> yeah, but I guess you have yeah, If right. you send in any fan art of Lizard Man, also send in your fan art for Man Lizard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, wanna, I would just want to say, this is why I'm sort of changing my perspective on this story based on this paragraph, because... I think it's so cool to imagine, okay, you had these three smart kids. They go into this world. Now they're all in different places. One of them turned into a lizard man. Like, how is he going to factor into the story later? And Elias already has uh, a head start on Devin. Like, who knows what's going to happen there? And then, like, think about all the enemies you have, like all the bad guys you have. Elidor Darkfang, you have the master. Presumably some of the gods are evil. It's like, whoa. If I could thread that needle and make all of this work out into a perfect a perfect ensemble cast sort of story, then it would be really great. <laughs> You're really talking of the rest of this yeah. book, which I know <laughs> ends pretty soon, but it definitely has a lot of potential. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Although I will say that it does seem like you just threw David into the story like pretty close to right before he became Lizard Man. I think it would be great if one of the earlier characters who's kind of been with you the whole time, like Lisa or Hank, mm. was actually Lizard Man. I know. I, yeah, I'm also thinking, what if they go into the locker too later? You know, that's what I want. That would be. You love Hank. I do love Hank. <laughs> He's the character you most connect with. He's got a lot of layers. Oh, yeah. You have more bad guys. You have Elidor. You have Hank. You have Lisa. You have <laughs> the master. You have all the teachers. All, every female character is evil. <laughs> right? Yep. A lot of threats. 
It's true. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to read today. Oh, okay. Do you want to answer any questions? Yeah, sure. Yeah, normally we use Oprah's Book Club, and it's because I don't really... It's hard for me to come up with the questions on my own, yeah. and it's just a hard thing to come up with, so it's good to you know, have something to draw from. And because both of our books have been inducted into Oprah's Book Club. <laughs> I would be so honored. Shout out to Oprah. I mean, we would totally get a rating and review if she put it in her book club. I'll write her. I'll write her. That's later. true. Yeah, we'll probably um, get at least one if we got in that book club. <laughs> we should have targeted that advertisement directly at Oprah. Oh my God, please find Oprah's email. <laughs> Just send our ad to Oprah. There's no way you could find her email, don't you think? Like, don't you think as soon as like some random fan finds her email, and sends one to her her assistant just changes her email address i don't don't think we could actually get her personal email i just meant surely there's some email that we could send to someone in the oprah organization i would assume (laughs) all right so instead of the questions from oprahmag.com i found another resource for questions and that is ESLdiscussions.com. Is that English as a second language? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these questions okay. are are mostly supposed to be like conversation starters between two people so they can practice speaking English to each so other. So for authenticity, I will be answering these in English. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, it's a wide range of topics. It could be adolescence, adoption, Afghanistan, <laughs> Armageddon, Argentina, and you know, even ones that don't start with A. I'm noticing a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is a huge bank of questions that we can probably use for many, many episodes. So awesome. I'm really excited about this. So the idea is I'm going to take these questions about television and I'm just going to replace the word television with Quest of the Dragon. And then we can have a discussion about that. Okay. Does that make sense? Can I say one more thing before we start? Yeah. I googled what is Oprah's email's email address, okay. and the top result said Oprah Winfrey's personal email address is Oprah underscore Winfrey at own.tv. Really? Yeah, that's the emailer. You, you just doxed her. It is the first result when you Google what is Oprah's email. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, I'll send her an email. Let's see if we get a response. Okay. Gosh, there's so many things we're gonna have to keep updating people on with three cowboys. <laughs> All right. So I sent you the list of questions too, if you want to find some. So I'm just replacing the word television with Quest of the Dragon, and we're going to figure out answers to these questions. Okay. Does Quest of the Dragon kill conversation in your family? (laughs) Um, Considering that we have a whole podcast on it and we are family, I would say we've been talking about it for nine episodes now. (laughs) (laughs) It's generating a lot of conversation. Yeah, I would say it promotes it. Although within my uh, nuclear family, there's been very little conversation about it. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Maybe when we release the podcast. But would you would you say it's killing it? I feel like people just don't know to talk about it probably. I don't know, it's a bit awkward. <laughs> it's a touchy <laughs> subject for my family. How about this one? Someone once said, I wish there were a knob on Quest of the Dragon to turn up the intelligence. Ooh. Do you think so? I mean, considering that it was written by a child genius, I struggle to see how much higher that dial could go. Yeah, what do they want from I me? I think it's set on max. <laughs> Maybe a few typos could be fixed here and there, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> Directly related to intelligence. Here, here's one. Would you like a quest of the dragon in every room of your house? <laughs> yes, please. I'm like, oh my God, I left my copy of quest of the dragon in the kitchen. I'm going to have to walk all the way back there to get it. You Do you know? have any physical copies of quest of the dragon? No, I don't. We got to get this thing bound. It needs an ending, but that's easy. 
We could just do. I think a really <laughs> a, just the end on the back cover <laughs> that solves every problem. Once we get to the end of <laughs> this portion of the podcast of uh-huh. Quest of the Dragon, we should ask our fans to email childgeniuspodcast at gmail dot com and send us their endings. Yes, if we had to have like a two sentence, one or two sentence ending. <laughs> To just slap on there and then we could print it out. If it's only two sentences, I mean, that's going to have to go as fast as the lizard man transformation scene <laughs> for it to wrap up all of these plot lines. It doesn't have to be a good ending, but it does have to tie up all the loose ends very quickly. <laughs> I mean, how many characters are there? I mean, we still haven't figured out what Maggie's whole purpose in this thing is. Maggie is Queen Medusa. Ah. Easy. Done. Wrap that up. <laughs> <laughs> I typed this whole book, which I feel like most of the things we're going to be doing are probably going to be handwritten. Yeah. I thought about this recently. Your mom is the one who first taught me how to type. Really? Yeah. She was like, here's your ASDF, you know, here's your whatever the other ones are. And she has a big hand in this story. She practically wrote Quest of the Dragon. <laughs> she deserves to be credited yeah. as a as a sub-author <laughs> what do you call that uh co-author consultant yeah all right do we do you want to do one more question i don't know i just have one more okay how would society be different if quest <laughs> of the dragon had never been written i mean as we're recording this right now not at all not different at all but maybe by the time people are listening to this that's a good point slightly we make ever so slight difference <laughs> i think it's possible yeah. That this this had some influence on J.K. Rowling's uh, <laughs> Harry Potter series. I, I I feel like she got her hands on this manuscript <laughs> at some point. Yeah, she had already written probably like the first three or four of the books, and then she, <laughs> and then she read Quest of the Dragon and thought, I need to like make a sharp turn in a different direction. This book has inspired me. She had some pretty bad writer's block at the time. <laughs> Just got her out of that. Okay, I think that's all we need to do with the questions. All right. So now this podcast has come to a close. Get oh. it sound effect. That was the door slamming on the <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah. So now just some housekeeping. Yeah. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast. We love those ratings and reviews and they're so important. And don't forget to rate and review Three Cowboys and Quest of the Dragon. We love audience engagement. So send any fan art, fan theories, or fan songs, or send in your own stories, or send in your completions of Quest of the Dragon. Send in all of those things to childgeniuspodcast at gmail.com. Oh yeah. And don't forget to email Oprah underscore winfrey at own.tv if you want to convince her to include three cowboys and quest of the dragon in her book club okay now you're doxing her (laughs) that is doxing her telling all of our thousands of listeners to email her yeah i want all of our listeners to be marked as spam uh yeah and don't forget to tell all your friends and family and coworkers about the podcast you know word of mouth is always really important but I can think of one better way to spread the word about our podcast. Do you want to hear it, Joseph? I do. Start a record company, sign a band, and then backmask our entire episode onto their next album. I don't know what backmask means. They would have a recording of something and reverse it. So then when you played the album backwards, it would you would hear like the secret message. Do you know what I'm talking about? It was like subliminal messaging stuff. When you first started saying that, I was my mind was a totally different place. Yours yours makes a lot more sense. Um, but <laughs> no, when you originally said that, I was thinking like, 
Yeah, yeah. Start a band, mm-hmm. make every song called <laughs> "Listen to Inside the Mind of a Child Genius," and every lyric to every song was, is just "Listen to Inside the Mind of a Child Genius" podcast over and over. That's pretty good. Everyone would love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make sure you buy a record label that's already successful and just run it into the ground with those recordings. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get my buddy Jay Z to oh, work with. Uh, nice callback. His company that I've totally blanked on the name of oh you're talking about title yes title his music <laughs> streaming service where he wanted to have exclusive content so. yeah we'll just run title into the ground <laughs> if it's not already in the ground i just want to point out you said my idea was smarter with the back masking but i mean can you imagine an entire episode of a podcast back masked on an album like it would basically be reverse talking playing throughout an entire album because it's like an <laughs> hour-long podcast right <laughs> You can do it tastefully. <laughs> Send in your tasteful submissions to childgeniuspodcast at gmail.com. You'd probably have to design the actual music of the album around the back masking. Yeah, right? I mean, how hard could it be? All right, well, that's it. Um, the only thing left to do is play the theme song. All right, so now the theme song is going to start. Wait, that's not the theme song. This is the theme song. And it's just going to be like the sound of a baby crying, like something really unpleasant. (laughs) Thank you, listeners, for (laughs) the last podcast that you've listened to of Inside the Mind of a Child Genius. Please do come back and listen to more. We will not play baby crying noises anymore. We're glad that you gave us our one time to do it, but we understand. (laughs) Every podcast gets one. (laughs) We get one blank check for just like some unbearable noise and we just wrote that check we cashed it on the babies crying <laughs> i will say that and i'm not suggesting this but it drives me crazy when on the radio listen to the local classic rock station because mm. uh, i'm very cool and um you know how between <laughs> the songs they do the station identification thing yeah and it's always the most ridiculous noises like they just went into the kitchen and just started slamming <laughs> all the pots together and they're like oh welcome to fm 95.6 or what i hate when they do with that it does seem like they're just hitting random buttons on their soundboard when i'm driving and they do like the car honking sound or the police siren sound it gave me a heart attack for literally no reason other than trying to be goofy on your radio station <laughs> like there's a murderer in the back of your car <laughs> yeah because i would hear that and i would think oh there, there might be one i don't know though i'm kind of paranoid i probably would <laughs> if they said joseph there's a murderer in the back oh, of your car oh now that then... yeah yeah that would yeah. get me <laughs> yeah that's what i would do as a dj i just pick a different name each day and tell that person that there was a murderer in the back of their car we should do that on our podcast except for the murder part but we should just pick a name oh okay and hope that we have a listener named let's say today thank you for listening carl you're the best i hope you have a great day yeah thanks for listening carl here's another go at the theme song just for you <laughs> it's the babies again <laughs> Actually, we hate you, Carl. Yeah. That was for you. You are a dirtbag. Hope you have a terrible day. All right. All right. Now we've alienated all the Carls. <laughs> but we were just talking about Carls with a C. Any Carl with a K, right. you still like us. All right. I guess that's the end. Let's stop recording. Hey, you can do it all. This might be an old free game. Yeah, this is the Nobator. 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 Yeah
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.